quack, 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 quack. Show where we look back at the 1992 Disney Hockey Classic, The Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm Blake, and I have two, two very special guests on the line for these two weeks of shows. Hi, I'm Dave Powers from Five Minutes of Mystery. And I'm Sean German from Five Minutes of Mime. Yes, um, we're all in the five minute world here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, I know these gentlemen from Groundhog Minute, a show that I was on. So it's actually when I was putting together the schedule, I'm like, well, these two are back to back. Let's have them both on together and let's have some fun. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having us on. Yes, Groundhog Minute. Yeah. Groundhog Minute. Yeah, it was great having you, you on, Blake, and uh, more than happy to return guesting duty. So thank you for, for having us on. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a lot of fun. And we are right in the prime of the movie we are finishing up the playoffs and getting into the championship so before we get to the championship game we have to continue on where me and tyranny last week left off in the game between the ducks and the cardinals now before we get into the game let me ask you gentlemen okay yeah all right um so i mean i'll go i'll go i'll get right into it i was curious since we come in mid-scene i was curious which one of the kids made this score because that was a i was like a really good attack he went through the defensive lines. That is Adam Banks. He is our star. Okay. He's the one that came over from the Hawks earlier in the movie. So. All right. Yo. I Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Set that up for later. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> one thing I will. I, I wanted to ask a question before we get into anything. Um, what is your hockey knowledge between the two of you, Sean? Um, I'm, I'm a casual fan. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but, um, I've, I've followed hockey since, uh, well, since the eighties, kind of lightly, I remember like, um, I had a friend who was a, a big Islander fan. So the early eighties was a, was kind of a heyday for Islanders. And then uh, I went to school. I was out in Southern California right around the time, uh, Gretzky, uh, Gretzky joined the Kings, so uh, there was lots of hockey fervor in Southern California at that time. Uh, coming back to the East Coast, I, I kind of started getting into it more, started following uh, my, my home state team, the New Jersey Devils, and was fortunate uh, timing from the mid-90s on. The, the Devils went on a, a hot streak and uh-huh. uh, have <laughs> have three cups over the span of, uh, what like eight years Nine between ninety four, yeah, between ninety four and and two thousand two, I think, or two thousand three. So, uh, 
Yeah, so so we're so some good years there, and it's it's been some <laughs> some not so good years since then. But uh, yeah, I, I consider myself a fan. I, I follow the game, and um, you know, can certainly follow the you know the game in the in the movie here as they're playing. So uh, yeah, I like I like watching hockey, and I like watching you know real hockey, and then hockey in a movie is always fun to see as well. How about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, I, I follow uh, hockey kind of casually too. Uh, my dad, he's really into hockey, and he. He and his buddies used to, uh, yeah, they used to go out and they had a, um, they had a pickup game. They played out in like middle of the night on Saturday at some ice skate rink out in like Wissahickon that would like, allow them to uh, play a game. Uh, but now they're getting too old, so I think they just play foosball now. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, no, um, you know, if if someone's got like you know tickets for a Flyers game, like I'm, I'll, I'll definitely go. Uh, and now it's it's even more fun to be a Flyers fan since we got gritty. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's funny. You met, yeah, that we had that you had uh, Tierney on uh, recently on the show. I was actually the the Devils recently came up. I'm I'm in Massachusetts now, so I follow my team from afar. But the Devils were recently up playing uh, playing the Boston Bruins, and uh, I took Tierney out and, and her husband Chris. So no, don't think there was any funny business going on. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Tierney was able to join me at the game. Uh, you know, she was rooting for the Bruins, and I was rooting for the uh, for the Devils. Very so, cool. Uh, very yeah, very. Keep cool. it all in the hockey family. Did you get Cat a jersey for the holidays? No. <laughs> no, no. This my wife Catherine. She just it hurt. Well, her, it was um, yeah. The tickets were actually a gift from her, and then my gift to Catherine was not making her go with me to the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I see how this works. All right, I got you. You know yeah. what? You sound like my wife when it comes to like Marvel movies and Star Wars. Mike, I go out to the movies and she gets the house to herself. I take yeah. all the guys with me to the movies. <laughs> so yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Just a, a quick, just since we're talking hockey, like quick little anecdote. When when we first got together, my wife and I we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I got her a book. I think the title was the A Girlfriend's Guide to Hockey. <laughs> And I, I don't know if she ever actually read it. I learned a lot, though. <laughs> so I don't yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I, I figured, you know what, if we're going to be watching games, you know, and, and, you know, if we're watching at home or if she's coming with me, like it would help if she kind of understood the rules a little bit. And, you know, maybe she wouldn't have to pester me with so many questions. And, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think she ever read the book, but I'll tell you, I read I learned a lot well, I'll tell you a <laughs> from uh, The Girlfriend's Guide to Hockey. I'll tell a quick story. My wife and I got together during the lockout, during the last lockout. So she didn't really realize how much of a fan I was because <laughs> there was a lockout going on. <laughs> so yeah. when I moved here, right before we got married, the hockey season started and she's like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> a little bait and switch there. I it like was pretty it. fun. It's like, it's like uh, I think it's a joke in Damn Yankees. Where it's like they they meet their wives during off season and then baseball season starts and everyone ever like oh no <laughs> that's what it felt like here so yeah. <laughs> all right let's get back to the game in the movie and um, as I mentioned Banks got the goal and it's actually a really really nice goal that is sweet on so many levels and we cut to our crowd and. I, I will say something about the crowd. We, me and Tyranny were joking about this in the last episode. The crowd ha- just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
as we go through this movie. And it really makes no sense whatsoever. Because earlier, there was like 10 people there that were parents. And now this crowd just keeps getting bigger. And Ducks merchandise keeps showing up. So... <laughs> That um, is, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, cause I was, I, I did have a note about how, like, I, I mean, it's going to be more in the championship game than the playoffs game, but it's like they never stop screaming. And, like, <laughs> I've watched the hockey game. Like, there's a lot of times where it's just a little back and forth and it's kind of quiet and it's more like you're kind of leaning forward and you're kind of watching. It's not like, I, I never seen a game where it's constantly like, ah, 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 ah. It just feels like that. <laughs> and then you have the music, and and the music. Oh god, I hurt my throat on that one. But the music. <laughs> the, I want I want to ask you guys: Did you get this? Watching this is the first time I probably as an adult. I probably seen it as an adult. I'm thinking probably last time I saw it was probably like, I don't know, maybe high school. I don't know. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I've seen this, but. Yeah. But I'm watching this again, and I got this weird vibe. Like, I think they were when they, they were scoring it. I think they're they were kind of doing it as if it was a war film. I don't. See, I don't. I, I feel like the music, like, it sounds like a dogfight. Is what I'm saying. If you closed mm-hmm. your eyes and you listened, you could almost pretend this was a dog. It was planes zooming past each other, and because um, I have to find it. But I know somewhere in our minutes. There's a shot of ice skating, and it sounds like a jet. Like, a, like they use like a sound effect of a jet to like emphasize how fast they're going. I, I'm 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 going to put that forward that there that someone in the sound editing booth was like, "What if we cut this with a little bit of an allusion to a war? That the ducks are this like squadron that's just they're plucking their way slowly into enemy lines more and more, trying to get to the hawks, and the hawks are like." And I'm going to get to that later when we get to the actual Hawks. But, like, it's like we're, we're getting into the enemy. We're getting to the enemy's headquarters. We're getting to their lair. And the Cardinals are like, you know, the the, the Cardinals are like the second in line to the big the big dogs. Mm-hmm. That's good. I never thought about it from that perspective. That's a very good call. The music does swell up, especially in this game compared to even the previous game last in the last five minutes, where it just gets darker, which is not a bad thing because it adds more dr- drama to mm-hmm. this if you feel it, you get into it. Yeah, and talking about the music, I definitely made a note about the the use of horns, like trumpets and yes. horns. It's uh-huh. very, does yeah, like a very militaristic feel. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is this is you know this is a battle that that we're seeing on the ice. So uh, yeah, I, I, it definitely makes sense what you're saying there, Dave. I know, um, David Newman did have a full straight up like live orchestra like orchestra do this score like straight up old school so that's could be a part of it too where he got to play along and have some play some tricks and have some fun with it too so that could be a part of it okay yeah uh let's see i i was at let's see hour 20 minutes with 13 or 12 seconds and that's where i'm at right and and i was trying to figure out i kept clicking back and forth i was trying to figure out what those two cardinals were trying to do on the uh on the face off because it's like nothing happened and they immediately just kind of slammed into each other like they were so <laughs> they were so gung-ho about trying to go after one of the ducks that it's like they just slipped on their own skates and went right into each other like, as if like the, they just both choked and were like oh jeez, and they went clop and then right to the ground and it's like, well, there's two defenders, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. 
it, 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 sometimes I think we also forget they are kids and they're going to make yeah. dumb mistakes. <laughs> I think that's one of those cases of just making a very, very over dumb mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I actually, I actually kind of like that talking about like some of the things like that and, and the, the amount of time that we see players down on the ice that it's it doesn't seem over choreographed in a way that I thought added to it. Like there's a little bit of sloppiness, but you'd expect these are um, what like you know junior high. They're what like for I forget how old the kids are supposed to be, or even if they they give us, but I, I assume they're like 14, 15, maybe high school that. freshmen. But they're yeah, but they're yeah, so they're kids, so they shouldn't be great skaters. So there should be things of like. <laughs> you know, two teammates running into each other and that kind of stuff and, and just the occasional, and you see even in the pros, they occasionally just lose their footing and they slide on the ice. So it's, it's uh, true. Yeah. And it, it, it also, it's what makes banks look so good is that the rest of the team, they're still not as good as banks and those banks doesn't make those mistakes, but other players mm-hmm. do. It makes banks mm-hmm. look better and show how much of a star he is. Um, my question was, um, what what could you find out about the actual actors and their hockey performance? Where did they actually have to have stunt kids to put them? Like, it's like, oh, we get that we do a scene where they put their helmet on the ice, and then we have a stunt actor uh, actually do the skating part, and then you know we do the edit where it's like, then that actor gets off the ice, takes their helmet off. Like, do you know if any of these actors? Like they got the good skating, they got they all did their own stunt work on on ice. Do you well, know? I actually we had this discussion last week because Tyranny actually Perfect. did all the research and it was nice. She actually <laughs> God bless this. her. Um, she actually found out that a lot of the players learned how to play to do the movie. It's more like good. if you've ever if you've ever seen Miracle, they got hockey players to learn how to act. In this movie, mm-hmm. they got actors to learn how to play hockey. So. <laughs> And what that, I know that makes so much sense because yeah. I remember watching Miracle and being like, I don't recognize a single goddamn guy here. Yeah. And I just thought they were just like <laughs> low, low level actors, like B level actors. That it's like, oh, we'll let Kurt Russell do the heavy lifting on the acting. And no, oh, yeah, technically they did. Exactly. And like, I remember, I think in this movie, and a couple of times I've noticed this, where they'll make sure you know that they're the ones on the ice. Like, they'll zoom in on their faces on the ice before shooting pucks in, and they'll knock their helmets off on the ice in one continuous take. Like, look, mm. it's really us. We're really playing. You know, they do that a lot, especially earlier in the game, in the movie. I know, I know, um, what's his face here? I keep calling him, I want to call him Little Pete. What's his act, the actor's name? Which one? Uh, um... Uh, little Pete from uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. What's his name? Um, Danny Temporelli. Oh, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his character on the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know the character. I just only know him as Little Pete. Uh, yeah. and I, I expect oh. if he took his if he took his uniform off, he'd have Petunia on his arm. I'm always like, as a kid, I was always like, look, I know it doesn't make sense that this is not, this isn't, uh, this isn't, um, uh, oh god, what was her? I can't remember. The, I can't. Wells, no, is that Wellsville? Was it Wellsville? Ah, oh, fuck. I, I cannot remember. Sorry, I can't remember <laughs> oh, the god. name. I can't remember the name of PP. I can't remember the name right now. I love that shit. But anyway, um, I know he. I, I I know for a fact he loves hockey. He loves hockey and playing music. So it's like I remember they. I think they incorporated that into Pete and Pete at some some point in the show, and playing hockey and uh and uh and uh and music but yeah I, I was like um i guess yeah same thing with the other actors i wasn't curious I, joshua jackson who obviously he's a focus of the film as well 
Um, and he has a bunch of, uh, you know, he skates a bunch on the ice. Right. Um, yeah, as, as we as we always as we've been joking this entire run of this movie, the young Josh Jackson, a very very young Josh Jackson. Um, <laughs> I I do like the fact that the crowd started the "We Will Quack You" chant in this film. I completely forgot they started that in this film. I thought that was a second film thing. I didn't know that was the first film thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so. Ducks win. We go to the locker room, and I, by the way, I love their soda celebration. It, it, it's one of my favorite things because yeah. they're celebrating like they see the pros celebrate. It's, it's really, really funny. Oh, hey, how about this? Because uh, Sean's a big fan of him. We haven't mentioned the assistant coach here. That's MC Ganey, yes, who is, yes, in yes. a rare turn, playing a good guy. <laughs> Like, usually we see MC Ganey, we're like, uh-oh, what psycho murderer uh, uh, whack job is MC Ganey playing in this movie? And it's like, no, he's actually, I mean, like, he doesn't have any lines here. He's just patting kids on the back and stuff. But it's like, oh, wow, that's MC Ganey is a good guy. Like, I, that's a rare treat. Yeah, he's been, he's actually been a nice, like, side character in this whole movie. He's been really entertaining. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's always great in the movies, but he's always scares you because he's like, you know, either he's in Con Air flying the plane or he's in Lost and he's one of the others or, oh, gosh, I don't know how many numerous movies where he, he's a perfect character actor playing a crazy guy. But, yeah, here he's just uh, hey, he's a fun, fun, loving coach hanging out with uh, with um, I'm going to keep saying Emilio. But it's, uh, <laughs> with, Bombay. With, uh, yeah, Bombay. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, just a little story for. If you didn't know the movie, he's actually originally with Gordon's driver, who was assigned to him after the drug driving into the beginning of the movie, and they became friends. Like, that's what happened. So, it worked out great. <laughs> oh, I, I, I found, uh, I think I, I think I might have found Sean in this movie. So, at, at hour oh, no. 20, second 42, no, it doesn't look like you, Sean, don't worry. But it's a guy <laughs> in, a, in a green duck's hat, a, uh, a tan... Tan coat uh, with popcorn and what looks to be a Coors Light. <laughs> and he's the only guy I could find with beer. I couldn't find anyone with beer. Everyone's yeah. either like they're clapping or they got green banners, green yellow banners. And uh, you, do you see him? Like, I'm not yeah, going crazy. The guy with the, the duck's hat and the yeah. uh, the silver bullet. He, he, like he looks like he walked off with the McKenzie brothers. Hey, there's a hockey game going down there. <laughs> I just found him. I see it. That's why is he, why is he drinking a beer at a kids event? That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> he just wandered in. He just wandered in, grabbed a hat. He's like, oh, this looks funny. A bunch of pimp squeaks are running around. Oh, it's good. That's fun. Oh yeah. <sighs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> He's like the third McKenzie brother. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. Um, I did make one note in the in the locker room is how sticky are these children after this is over? Like even the real life, these kids are so sticky because this is soda. This is like like it's ridiculously bad. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's another time, man. It's it's, it's cold time. Yeah. yeah. Really Feel bad. sorry for whoever whoever has to clean up the locker room after this <laughs> mess. Yeah. Totally. Man, someone's supposed to, like you see the janitor. Man, someone's supposed to take it internally. Mm, come on, he's like, <laughs> like all the all the mats and everything. Yeah, everybody's like sweating there, and it's like sweat and sticky soda. 
Yeah, Ooh, but at least they're they're toughing it out. It it really bothers me these days, and I think this is like a recent, just the last few years, recent phenomenon when they show the locker room celebrations after a championship, and the players are wearing goggles because I guess like you know they get you know they're spraying the champagne everywhere and beer and and everything, and then they're wearing goggles to keep it out of their eyes. Like you know what, you you know. Tough man, it out. Yeah, man, man. Oh, oh my god, yeah, goggles. Oh boy, I gotta put my champagne goggles on. Oh yeah, champagne goggles, Ooh, please. I got champagne goggles. That, and, you know, here these little kids. Yeah, what's a little a little soda in the eye? Yeah, you can just wash you it know. out later. No big deal. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. I okay. got. I got. I got to say, what is this newspaper? It's so <laughs> dramatic. This huge <laughs> front page. Because if you're if you're not even close. If you're one of the, you know, the many people who doesn't follow uh, Pee Wee hockey and you open up the sports section, and there's a huge picture of these two guys that you've never <laughs> seen go. Actually, hang on. Actually, yeah. Um, I actually have notes in a previous episode about this paper. This is a real, like, they based this on a real hockey newsletter in Minnesota. This is just a hockey newsletter. And it's nothing to do with sports. It's just about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they cover the... Uh... Division two state tourney with uh, with pictures like this. <laughs> we actually looked it up on our last show, and it's actually a website. I looked it up now; it's just a website, and they were covering like all the various different like um, things going on in the state of Minnesota. It was actually pretty funny to go through that website. <laughs> I, I I just love it in this this town in Minnesota where they're publishing this thing. There's just some guy, and you know, and he's got your Doug's hat, or he's got a he's got a. He's got a. He's got a. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what hockey team would be in the early nine. In the early, what, what early nineties team would be? What would want to wear? Like what starter jacket? Well, and if hat we're in Minnesota, if we're in Minnesota for real, it's yeah. the, it is the North Stars at this time. Yeah. So they were right, still around at this time. She so got a guy in North in, in, in the North Star. He's got a North Star jacket and a hat, and he's smoking a cigarette, just trying to get his hockey fix, and he's just reading about the peewee. <laughs> Drew at the Pee Wee State Division. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going. I can. Oh, I can smell. He's, he's it. wondering what's what's the line. What's the what's line? The line? I gotta call my bookie. I gotta yeah. see what I put down on this one. Oh, this Bombay guy. Oh, this Riley guy. He's a, oh, he's a real son of a gun. I tell you what. <laughs> I, I I'm looking at the article. I do love the fact that they actually wrote the sentence. Facing off the strongly favored Hawks will be will be the completely unknown Ducks. <laughs> they have been this year's miracle kids after a dismal string of hammering defeats at the season's beginning. <laughs> what? Yeah. I like that attention to detail that they actually wrote this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. At least the first couple of paragraphs. Of what this, you see on the screen this. is actually about the stuff going on, and I like that. Yeah. I think it kills me is that Riley will not smile. He they're like, sure, we got a picture for the paper. Yeah. All right, I guess that's it. <laughs> just, I mean, this this this. I mean, you actually, just put their faces closer together. Boom, you got yourself face off. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Well, and and the, yeah, I mean, just that that picture. That's just like Lane Smith's permanent expression. He's a, and he's. He's always just the he's he's the guy I love to hate. He's such a, a great bad guy, and he's God, like, yeah. well, you know, I've got to I've got to you know, I got to tell I you know I got to win this hockey game, and then I got to go down to the dojo where I tell some karate kids to sweep the leg, and then then I got to go down to the courtroom in Alabama and like put away two innocent New Yorkers for the rest of their life. Well, then he's got to go um publish the Daily Planet. 
That's the next and then he's got to go publish the Daily Planet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Clark, stop covering that Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just pressed play again, and I love the dramatic zoom in on their faces, by the way. <laughs> Over dramatic. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic that Emilio. He's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta do some night skating to get out of his aggression <laughs> yeah. of, of of our flashback. We're about to the flash, flashback dream state. We're about to have. Yeah, this is the literally the fourth time, fourth time in this movie we have watched this flashback. <laughs> <laughs> wow, four times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't counting, but yeah, by this point, you're like, I kind of know where this. is. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the you know the, the the drama's kind of out of it i know he misses the shot spoiler but yeah we've we've, we've seen this enough times before yeah it, it's Is pretty it's, funny i mean it's something that riley has been he's been coaching this these these young men hockey team for well but 20 years 30 years at least 20 years because they showed yeah, the banners they showed the banners and earlier in the movie and it was like 71 72 73 74 and it kept going and this is in the early 90s so at least 20 years yeah and he had to change it all he's he hasn't aged whatsoever <laughs> yeah um yeah same same jacket um, <laughs> now, 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 did now? Why did he pick Bombay over the other kids? Did he feel Bombay was his best for this? Actually, because the, the talk he's giving him doesn't sound like he he's even that confident in him. It sounds like he's kind of like, I think you could do it, but you got to do it. I think if 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 I'm basing it on what happens later in the movie, it might have been the fact that they didn't have a choice, or he's the one who got oh. pulled down, and the guy who gets pulled down has to take the penalty shot. That might be what the logic here is. So, okay, so explain that hockey rule to me. So, it, there, the a certain player has to get does like it can't be a choice at times. No, and and I know in normal NHL play, this is legitimate. If you get pulled down for a penalty shot, the person who got pulled down is getting the penalty shot, no matter what, because he was the one going for the goal when you pulled him down. That's how okay. it works in the NHL. So, if they're going by that logic, that's what happened here. Okay. All right, so this is a penalty shot. This is not an overtime shot. No, I thought this was a penalty shot. This is a penalty shot at the end of the third period. Oh, yeah, just to set you up, but the flashback is he this is the end of the third period. He gets a penalty okay. shot at the buzzer, and then he shanks it, and they lose the game in overtime. That's what happens here. Okay. So even though if you base it on the actual, like, flashback, the dramatic is, is that he lost the game on the shot. In reality, they lost in overtime. So... Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense, like, because it's yeah, the the reaction that he has, you know, the the Bombay as a kid and the coach is like he lost the game. Whereas, yeah, you're right. There there wouldn't be a situation where this kind of shot could lose the game. Exactly. Because either either you'd already be behind and he just failed to tie it up, or yeah, if it's tied, yeah, he fails to win it, but they'd have the opportunity in overtime. Right. And I'm saying in exactly. overtime they. Could choose another player? No, it's the same rules. It's the same exact oh. rule to apply. Okay. So that's that's how it worked in that stand. And Gordon did explain all that earlier in the movie. So there you go. Okay. Then all the more reason I'm going to have to probably watch the trilogy again. Yes. Um, moving on, we go to the championship game. And this is where the dramatic music starts that you were mentioning okay. earlier. <laughs> this is amazing music. 
it's not worth playing if you yeah. don't win. I just want to make sure. Yes. Just, I mean, this coach is like the me of <laughs> hockey instead of board games. Like, that's how I yeah. play board games. It's not worth playing if you don't win. <laughs> well, <laughs> the funny part is that in the future, his line was, it's not worth playing if you can't win big. He actually added the word big at 20 years later. So, <laughs> because it became so, a yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Because inflation, he was winning so much that he's like, it's not enough to win. I have to now. Be, it's got to be a shutout. It's got to be this. Uh, you know, we got to punish them for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to make sure they were never worth it on the ice for exactly. us. <laughs> I just, yeah, you're right. That that music. He takes. He misses and he the collapses in the spotlight. <laughs> I, I I failed him. Oh man! All right, so here we so we got you know getting ready for the championship game. Got the two teams lined up for the anthem. Yes, and I, and I love kind of, this. I really love this. Yeah, yeah, and this is like a real natural way to build up you know the tension to show the two teams kind of staring each other down. Whereas like in you know it, it that it doesn't it's not completely contrived for. Right. For the movie, because in a real life hockey game, yeah, you'd have both teams on the ice standing there while the anthem plays, while exactly. the national anthem plays. So, yeah. I, and, uh, I can almost see somebody going to a game like this in Minnesota to see how games start to make sure they can pull this off without someone in Minnesota complaining. I can see them doing yeah. that just for detail's sake. This is how this movie has been. I can see them doing something like that. And, and not just not just that. I I, I want to make my my wartime allegory again. I this I get this vibe that it just like it was essentially them trying to let's let's make this feel like we're in like East Berlin or something. Or we're in Berlin world. We're we're in actual wartime Berlin. You know, like we're playing against like you know the SS. You know, right? Like somehow. Like we are now in the enemy, the enemy territory. Like now we're in their their lair. That's why I get this feeling. And just and and you know like like it's and I say what you will with the uh, the illusion here, but it's like most of these kids are taller, most of these kids are blonde, bowl cuts. They're almost like the same type, like uniform wise, you know. By the way, I did actually think it was funny that they have this whole thing where everyone's taller than the Ducks, but because Fulton is the tallest person on the Duck, they have, like, the shortest player on the Hawks on his side. I thought that was a funny <laughs> visual, you know? Like, okay, that's that's pretty funny. But everyone else is taller than everybody else except for Fulton. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, they're just – I'm just saying, like, you know, get it. and I said, like, how the national anthem is played, it's not played in, like, a – Oh, boy, do I love America. It's almost played in this weird, like, drowned out, like, just an ominous, 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 ominous. Thank you. Gosh, getting tongue tied here. Um, And I'd say it's almost as if we're listening to, like, the evil music. It's like, no, it's it's National Anthem of America. Like, (laughs) these are all American kids, but it just feels like there's a, a an ocean between them as all. And it I, feels like just we're 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 just in, in the evilest of the lair, and we're gonna see that with the fans too. Fans are so damn aggressive. 
I also want to note, yeah. at the end of the anthem, I do like the lights coming up. Like, there's no reason for the lights to come up in the middle of the anthem. I, it, it adds for dramatic effect because the coaches just so happen to be standing under the light that came on. So, whoever thought of that, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I think that is for effect. They don't actually do that in in games. They don't <laughs> Well, the only the lights, thing I but... could maybe compare it to, I know here in Milwaukee with the Admirals, during the National Anthem, they changed the color of the lights to, like, red, white, and blue around the arena throughout the song. That might be the best I can give you for something like that around, that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, but this is definitely not that high tech. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I like, you, you mentioned the music, and I like that effect because kind of giving us the player's perspective that, they're probably more folk. I mean, we can see like in the crowd when they show the crowd and they pan across, you can see people with like, you know, their hats off and hand over their heart and, and kind of mouthing the words, you know, singing along to the anthem. But the players, they're not going to be paying as much attention to the anthem. They're going to be thinking about the game or trying to stare down the opponents and everything yeah. else. So like, yes. I think that the music and the lighting kind of, for me at least, it kind of put me into, I'm, I'm more in line with the, the players thought and where the players are and less with the, um, you know, the crowd. Yeah. And then it, I mean, it, it comes in at the end where the music kind of fades and the anthem kind of, fa- you know, fades up a little bit just in case, you know, so you, you kind of wakes you up like, Oh wait, now we got to play a game. We're not just, it's not just a stare down contest between the two teams. Yeah. And, and but, uh, also it helps because the ducks are the underdogs and Charlie made a point earlier in the movie that they've been, they never thought they would get this far. And this mm-hmm. is a big deal more to them than even the Hawks. And you can see it in their faces. It's a bigger deal to them because the Hawks have been here. This is normal for them. Yeah. But for the ducks, that's like, this is brand new for us and we're going to take advantage of this and you're going to see our reactions. We're not used to this and we love it. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, going back to the coach here, I mean, if, if it was like today's day and age, he'd run like a really crappy uh, blog and just hate on what's <laughs> happened to sports or smoking in bars or something. And all the, and all these, 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 the, uh, these kids just are just, I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit later when the game's on, but I mean, just this guy is like, yeah, kind of, you're saying with the, with the Cobra Kai, just, he puts this like very aggressive, psychotic mentality in these kids and you know and just like how are that the parents are just like he's not a good influence on our son because our son comes home and when we ask to get the trash he just you know he just starts breaking <laughs> stuff in the house and he just starts screaming win win like in the middle of the night for no reason really whatsoever <laughs> harold i came down and he was just in full it was two in the morning he was Fully fitted in his outfit, just standing in the hallway yelling, Win! Harold, something's wrong with our son. I think the coach has gotten to him. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I mean, obviously, like, so this this coach is filling a need. Like, if parents weren't sending their kids to this guy, he wouldn't have a team to coach. So it's not just, you know, not just an out-of-control coach or, or you know, the guy who put winning over everything else. But, yeah, the parents have got a part in it as well. This guy would have, like, three Netflix documentaries about them now. <laughs> well, I, I coach Riley, I... well, the funny part about the team, the Hawks, as we learned earlier in the movie, it's a generational team. It's like you're, you're 20 years ago, 
Coach Riley was coaching these kids' fathers. Like, it's a generational team. Yeah. It's so weird how it works with this team. I don't understand it, but that's what it is. It's That's why the parents are okay with it, because they dealt with it too. Like, it's the uh. same thing. <sighs> so, I do want to give one quick shout-out for this episode and next week's show to the uh, um, the play-by-play announcer. It, it, the announcer is Bob Miller who is the voice of the LA Kings. I still am amazed they got him for this movie, and he is fantastic for the next, like, 25 minutes of this movie. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I, he's amazing. He, he's fantastic at this. So we move into this, and as you guys mentioned, we have the win chant, which the crowd is, like, is so into this. It's hysterical to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know it, and the team that had been, you know, there's you've got your your bandwagon jumpers and a team that's been successful for this long is going to build up a following and, you know, people like a winner. So people are going to jump in, but people also like the underdog as well. Exactly. And so the, the win chant gets followed up with the quack chant, which is fantastic. I do want to make one quick note. I'd love the transition of the referee sliding between the benches to move the camera. That was a nice little transition that I really liked. Yeah. And then we do have the quack quack quack, and the and this is the loudest we had the entire movie. This is yes. this is great, mm-hmm. and it this is what you remember. This is like the one you put in the trailer. Like this is this is that moment. And uh, I I also gotta say like I mean, is that uh it it like the is it, which is is this Kelly Green? What do you think? Is this Kelly Green? Oh, the jerseys? Yeah. yeah. And, and also the merchandise. Oh, I, yeah, the, the like, sweatshirts in the crowd. Uh-huh. You know? I believe it is. There's just Kelly something Green. nice about the 90s and Kelly Green. You know what I'm saying? Go birds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to throw out my theory that I had in the last episode on why there's so much duck merchandise in the crowd for no real apparent reason. It's that Hans is out there selling merchandise before the game. <laughs> just hanging out oh, in the yeah. lobby, just selling the merchandise because he helped make the team. And he's he's out there, like, advertising his shop right outside to those who don't know that are coming in and wanted to pick the team. So I, I just see Hans out there hawking merchandise before he's going down <laughs> for the game. Absolutely. Well, they'd have to do that because you probably, you know, so this is – they don't give us the – I don't think they give us really an idea of the timing between games, but I'm imagining this is a situation where, like, the final four is all in one weekend. And, yeah. you know, the, you, you buy the tickets ahead of time and hope your team comes through where – so, like, obviously you've got your Hawk fans, but then they're fans of the three other teams, of which only one of them is going to make the finals. Well, obviously the, the team that played the Hawks um, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have come through. But so – You've got like your neutral fans, right? That you know we're we're fans of the the, the two teams that lost in the semifinals is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like exactly those right. fans are there, and and yeah, and and so they're gonna you know they're a natural fan you know natural fan base at least for the day for this game for the Ducks for them to be you know rooting against the Hawks basically. Yeah, and uh, you're right. That's a good question because usually you know you get salty where if your team loses to a team. You want another team to beat that team to beat your team. But right. I think you're right. In this special case, the Hawks are like the Patriots, where it's like, we all agree. They're <laughs> horrible people. They're horrible, trash people. And like, no, I don't think do... we agree on that. We no, don't no, I, let me finish my thought. They're trash. Trash people. Trash people. <laughs> they're up there. It's too, you know, 
and, and one day, you know, they're going to get they're going to get what's coming to them. And we did it once in Philly, and and, and that's why we're the good guys. Sadly, hey, we get to do it again. No, 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 no. They did it with the Giants too, twice. The Giants did it twice. I'm sorry. The, the Phillies are not Phillies. Not the good guys. The Eagles are not the good guys. The good guys. I I reject that categorically. We're the Ducks. Nobody likes us, and we don't care. You know, that's that's and we're green. It's, there's a real good illusion. We're birds. You know. I see what he's doing here. I see what he's doing. I I see what you're doing. Yeah. So they're they're birds that wear green. Uh huh. Ties together with the moon. Okay. Let's move on. We we get back to the bench, and this is the this is the setup for later in the game where Banks decides to this is, uh, Jesse decides at this moment to go up to Banks. Not in the locker room beforehand. Not, no, right before the faceoff is to go up to Banks and say, don't forget which side you're on. Like, really? Yeah. This is the worst time to do this. <laughs> yeah, like, like Banks has been helping him out, man. Like, and I'm sure, like, the days between the games and the thing, they're all having fun. They're all spilling soda and laughing now. How it's, they're having fun, but they're also winning. And he gets the champion. He's like, it's like, dude, man, like I haven't sabotaged you once. Do you have where where did this have you been harboring this like suspicion of me like this, this entire time? I know. I'm gonna get us all the way to the yeah. thing, and then I'm purposely gonna squelch and screw you guys over. Like <laughs> the heck, man. Like, you know. See, I, I gotta remember earlier in the movie, like I'm sure Riley ripped apart something. I, I don't know. I don't know the story with how Banks got to the Ducks. I, I I remember there's a scene about it, but what happened? Banks came over here because Gordon found out that the they changed the lines in the city, the lines for the teams, the districts, and he should have been a duck the whole season. So he put a protest in on the on the on the league, and they had to. He went up to Coach Riley and said, if Banks still plays for the Hawks, the Hawks have to forfeit all their games. He and he, so he has to play for the Ducks if he wants to play hockey at all. Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When no, I say I, it yeah, out doing... loud, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because then because you, you put you put that together with the fact that this is sort of a you know a, a dynasty and a family thing where like right. you know the the fathers of these kids would have played for um, would have played for Riley as well. That means like so that means you you can't. Like you can't move, you have to live. And I know a lot of people do. You know, they they still live in their neighborhoods and you know the area where they grew up. But it, right, it's like yeah, if you want your kid to play for this coach, then you got to keep living in the same neighborhood where you grew up, and but, you have to keep up with uh, the you know changing districts. Yeah, the, the districts. Like God forbid, if like yeah, some some they're trying to gerrymander a new yeah, district yeah, around, so, and you're like, no, why? I, I have to protest it, not for any of the real economic or health reasons. Or, or whatever it is with the city or the town, uh, but no, I gotta, I gotta play for my hockey team. I'm a legacy. My kid has to be a hawk. You can't, you know, you can't move my team. Yeah, but this this line doesn't come out of nowhere. I think there's at least it's one other earlier. scene. It does set up earlier. Yeah, they but set again, it up like to... that was five games ago. That was literally yeah. five games ago when it was Matt mentioned. So right. that's a long time if you think about it. In the in playoff hockey, you think the teams are getting closer. This wouldn't still be a problem. Yeah, it is a little little late to question, but I guess if you're a sleeper agent, you got to hold out. The longer you can hold out, the better you are as as a an agent, whatever. But I, I like the line from um, 
Trombe that play like a duck today. Yes, he, he said he's a duck. Jesse. <laughs> Which is normally probably not a good thing in hockey. Probably, yeah, usually not a good thing. You don't want to, you don't want somebody playing like a duck on ice. But you know, when he says it, I'm like, all right, play like a duck. Of sure. <laughs> I, I, I made a note here for the opening faceoff. I, I just want to read my note says, in if this is like, in, I would love to know in that newspaper if there's like a an article about just Banks because he was on the Hawks. He's now on the Ducks. Was there like this article in the paper about this whole situation going into this faceoff? It's like, is it a big deal? It, that sounds like something they would do <laughs> just because they can, you know, just to fill time yeah. in that paper. Uh, oh, absolutely. There'd be a big section just on that. Yeah. So, and I, I, they really have it out for Banks. Like, oh my God, this is straight up. Like, they they, they double team him immediately on the opening face off. Yeah. And that music, the horns, it sounds like like uh, you'd you'd play if you know on like some. I don't know. That, I think I've heard that music before, like in Captain America yeah. or something. Well, I, I expect like a like a joust or something coming up. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You're right. And then, but yeah, but then the, the Hawks, you know, what kind of game they're going to be playing? They're playing a physical game from God, from check, the get go, from puck one. Dude, that check is like so. How is it? How is that a check? How is that a legal check in Pee Wee? There's a lot of things I question, <laughs> and when we get to our next next week, we'll talk about the penalty that they do call, the one penalty that they call in this whole game. <laughs> and we'll yeah. talk about it in oh, our next week's show. It's like, so you, ridiculous. You, they ignored the puck, and they literally just went to just bash him onto the ground. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> well, that we will end. We will end this episode right here. We'll get back into everything championship game next week in our next show. But 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 but, 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 but look at him. He's popping his collar. I was just gonna say. No, you can't I just. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I wasn't gonna let this, can't let this episode go without talking about the pop collar. It's like the fourth time he's done that in this movie. <laughs> So many times. But he his means dramatic now. pause. His dramatic pause is popping his collar. <laughs> car yeah. Our next time even cold, I'm pumping my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's his intimidation thing. Like I'm gonna pop my collar just to be intimidating. <laughs> like he needs it. Like he really needs it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. So much aerial combat in this. God. Like. <laughs> Just flipping like there's like so many people flying and getting knocked out and like, oh god, it's crazy. All right, well I will we'll definitely now end it there. We'll pick it up next week with all three of us. We're gonna continue on in the championship game. Yes. Um, let's get plugs in real fast. Dave, you go first. Sure. Uh, you can find me over at Five Minutes of Mystery where I talk about the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men. And uh, we talk all about superheroes. We talk about comic books. We have a we have a whole fun time there. And Sean, uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, well, the the best place where I've been sending people is catandshawn.org. I was talking a little bit earlier about my wife Catherine at c a t and sean s c a org, and that links to. Um, from there, you'll find links to the five minutes of mime. You'll find links to the Groundhog Day, the or Groundhog Minute, the Groundhog Day podcast I did with Dave Palace, and uh, links to my guest appearances on other podcasts, such as when I was a guest on Clerks Minute and when I was a guest on Clerks Two Minute, right. and uh, even had a guest shot on the Five Minutes of Mystery. So I'll have a link to uh, mm-hmm. my episode there as well. So check that out at catandshawn.org. 
definitely. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting my schedule up for the Blake and South show. Um, <laughs> just to make sure I know what I'm talking about. You can, we are part of the Fill in the Void <laughs> podcast network. You hear us every single Friday. You've been joining us immediately after this. What was that? What? What was that sound? Nothing. Was that? Okay. <laughs> There's a sound that started talking, going over there. Okay. Immediately immediately following this, you can go over and listen to Players Retrocast as we're getting back into the groove. I'm getting season two finished up. And also, listen to the Blake and Style Show as we continue on with our Comic-Con discussions and everything going on over there. So... That all being said, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the show this week. Oh, oh yeah, so, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Oh, I, I, I'm so like invested. I can't wait. Next week, baby, we're we're it's going to get even more physical. Yes, we'll we'll end this right here, and the three of us will be back next week to continue on with the championship game. Till then, thank you all for listening. Have a good day, everybody. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.